Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Chris Ancarlo. San Francisco faces a deadline to finish drawing its new district maps by tomorrow, and the normally rather routine process has blown up in controversy. Even in a city known for its volatile politics, this has been unprecedented with over-the-top vitriol and public name-calling among elected officials. Yes, San Francisco has 11 districts for supervisorial elections, and remember that in itself was controversial. There were district elections, they went at large, they went back to district elections. It's been that way for a while now, and by tomorrow... The city's appointed redistricting task force has to finish the new maps prompted by the 2020 census. Well, the commission had a marathon meeting over the weekend, another one yesterday. It comes back tomorrow for one last session. And these public meetings have just been torn apart by acrimony with members walking out in protest, swearing at one another, the public tearing into them for the maps they proposed, two members of the Board of Supervisors going at it on Twitter, using unusually heated and graphic language. Uh, Whatever changes this task force ends up making to San Francisco's political map are likely to be challenged in court. So this mess could go on for a while longer, Patty and Chris. Uh, Yeah, the commission, you know, the commission model was meant to tap down on the rancor. So how did the process get so contentious here? Yeah, I mean, that's why they have these redistricting commissions, right? That's the idea behind them, uh, make them less political. But this has been anything but, uh, you know, the big difference this time, I think, is just the, the change in the demographics in San Francisco, the way the city has grown and the direction it's grown. If you think about it, look at all those tall buildings south of Market, uh, Mission Bay, you know, neighborhoods that didn't have a lot of people living in them 10, 20 years ago. That's where all the new housing is, uh, you know, around the Warriors uh, Arena and the Giants Ballpark and south of Market. A lot of people live there now, and you have to have about 80,000 people or so in each of the 11 districts, and there are just too many people now in those districts. So District 6 has something like, I don't know, 100,000 people, maybe maybe more than that actually now. So you've got to move some people around, and that district includes the South of Market area, the Tenderloin, and so this task force, as it tries to even up those those neighborhoods, has that has to move some people uh, from one place to another, and that has really angered the people who, who think that their groups, their communities of interest, as they're called, are being split. So the LGBTQ community doesn't want to be split you know, in half, and they think that'll dilute their voting power. That sort of thing is what has, I think, fueled this and made it so incredibly heated this time. You know, Doug, I, I was trying to figure out if there's just a, a couple of main arguments to this. Uh, it's a couple of groups pitted against each other, and I can't seem to make sense of of all the competing interests. Can you? Yeah, you know, I don't live in San Francisco. I live in Oakland, so I don't follow it as closely as I used to. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, there's a lot. You know, you've got progressives versus moderates. The, the progressives have accused the moderates of trying to, to make a power grab and uh, dilute their power by, in, in redistricting parlance, it's called stacking and cracking, where you either stack a, a lot of one people in one district or crack up a, a population and move them around. So in this case, it would be cracking, uh, moving people from one district to another. Um, by redrawing the lines. So 
there's the progressive versus moderate fight. There is the ethnic fight, the blacks in the, you know, the African-Americans who live in Hunter's Point and uh, different parts of the city feel that they're being cut off from other parts of their population. There's a dwindling black population in San Francisco, Asian groups, Chinatown. I mean, so you have the ethnic groups, you've got progressive, moderate, then you have LGBTQ. So it really is all the usual fault lines of groups you have in San Francisco. There seems to be something for everyone here to get angry about. And then you've got East versus West uh, as the, as the, population grows in the eastern part of the city the people in the western part of the city which tends to be more conservative more homeowners they're upset they feel they're kind of being overlooked and ignored so there's really you know enough for everyone here to get angry about and down south in la they've also had similar fights over redistricting although a little bit different uh, for example councilwoman nitya Raman down there is a progressive reformer who won her seat unexpectedly and she was charging that group with uh, basically trying to move her district so that she wouldn't get reelected so that the status quo would reign on L.A. City Council. Is there a similar sort of phenomenon happening in San Francisco? There is to some extent in that um, the Board of Supervisors, uh, the progressives, are afraid they're going to be pushed out of power. Um, The way these lines are being drawn um, at the moment, there's no one I don't think there might be one where someone like isn't going to live in the right district anymore. But the way it works is, you know, once they draw the districts, you run in that district. Um, there, there is that fight on the board, not not to quite the extent where it's like going after one person where they seem to be the target, as in L.A., uh, but yeah, that is an historical fight in San Francisco. It's been going on for years, progressives versus moderates. Who's going to control the board? You've got London Breed now seen as a moderate mayor. Um, that, that's, that fight has been going on for years and years in San Francisco, whether it's district elections or at large. And in fact, one of the reasons they went to district elections originally was to give progressives more power, to give um, minority groups. This is how you got um, Harvey Milk, the first gay supervisor. This is how you got Dan White. And then the backlash against that was, okay, maybe we went too far. Let's go. Let's get rid of district elections. And then eventually they came back. So that fight is always going to go on. Uh, I don't think, you know, even though the progressives have been crying foul uh, that, say, the moderates are trying to, to water them down. I don't think that's really what the commission is doing. I, I don't think they're deliberately trying to to give moderates more power. I think that it's, it's a tough job to move um, these maps around and the lines around in a way that you accommodate everybody and come out with even numbers of population. I was thinking the same thing. Being on the redistricting commission, it seems to have worked better at the state level. It seems like a thankless job. And I wonder how many people are going to volunteer in the future. Yeah, thank God I'm not doing it. Uh, Although there are a lot of people who who jockey for spots on these commissions. Um, Yeah, I mean, they're designed to end gerrymandering and make the process less political. And it has worked better at the state level. I mean, there's no end of debate and controversy at that level, too. But, But it's worked better there. But, you know, this is San Francisco. And as we said at the top, San Francisco politics are notorious. Everything's a political fight in San Francisco. Look at the things that happen in San Francisco, the school board and renaming of schools and all the recalls. I mean, this is how San Francisco is. Uh, But at the state level, you know, if you're talking congressional districts, and of course they do Senate and Assembly too, but uh, congressional districts, it's 700,000 people per district. You've got a lot more room to maneuver, uh, to move people around and and fill out those numbers and uh, more margin for error than you do when you're talking about 80,000 per district in a very dense city. So any move you make, even if it's just three blocks here and four blocks there, is going to anger somebody. I was going to use stronger language as they have been in this debate, but let's just say it'll make somebody unhappy. Enough strong language, right? Real quick, uh, what happens if they don't actually meet this deadline? Well, they have to. I mean, they have to come out with these maps and they have to be published by Friday and they will be. The question is, will somebody challenge them in court? I think there's a good chance. 
or could they come back and revise them later? That could happen. They thought they had final maps over the weekend, and then it all blew up. So they will come out with some final maps this week. The question after that is, does it go to court, and does the court throw them out? But we'll see. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. We'll talk again tomorrow, the state of California, every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter a lot about this, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.